Hey, y'all, if you're enjoying this podcast, take two seconds, send it to five friends. Um, Some of the top episodes would be the self-confidence, masculinity, and the Byron Rogers podcast if you want to send uh, some of the top ones to them. Otherwise, just take 30 seconds and review it on whatever podcast uh, application you use, whether it be Spotify, YouTube, Google, iTunes, Amazon, any of them. Thank you. Today's podcast is brought to you by AssaultLimited.com. Even when you aren't saying anything, you're saying something. Let your gear say the right thing for you. That's where Assault Limited comes in. Assault Limited offers tactical versions of things you use every day. The Assault Pen is a great quality, intimidating looking pen with a pinpoint tip used for self-defense or to break glass. The Assault Spork has so many different tactical uses, we only have time to highlight a few. It's a spoon, a fork, a wrench, a carabiner, and a bottle opener. The possibilities are endless. The Assault Pencils and the Assault Straws, well, they both look pretty badass and they both tell political correctness to take a long jump off a short bridge when you need things and you want them to be the best quality while issuing a statement to anyone else who sees look at assaultlimited.com also sponsoring today's podcast is urban savage urbnsvg.com the best quality apparel available american made t-shirts and sweatshirts that fit great with the quality that will outlast the creepy battery bunny The Date Night Tee, which is the badass's version of the subtle embroidered logo t-shirt that so many of us grew up with. And the hats are 100% American made, not just embroidered here like so many others. Ooh, and those sweatshirts are so damn comfy. The next time you're thinking about scoring a new piece of gear, remember to check out urbnsvg.com. Last but not least, today's podcast is brought to you by A3 Body Protectant. A3 was designed when Martin noticed that Hawaiian surfers who spend their entire lives in the sun had radiant, healthy skin. After plenty of awkward questions about how seriously they take their skin care, he learned the secrets. Hawaii's best kit secret is now available at A3Equip.com. That's A3EQUIP.com. A3 is a truly natural cream that can be used as a skin lotion, a lip balm, a hair conditioner, honestly, anywhere you want to keep moist and healthy get yours today at a3equip.com all doctors to the er do these guys have any idea what they are talking about talking about talking about get squared away spiritual get squared away emotional get squared away mental get squared away physical the podcast that'll help you get squared away all right back with another episode i think we kind of need to open this one up with this ukraine russian stuff oh my god yeah that's uh we have to right like that's i mean that's that's what's going on in the world right now it's that that is the big the big info the big news what's yeah. what's the what's the uh what's the word on your side i mean i know you get a, you have a connection to a lot different base of people than i do i mean there's a lot there's a lot of opinions going on right now um i mean Zelensky is probably the biggest surprise i mean talking about a a non-politician that gets in and just a monocahones he has staying leading from the front he's a leader and yeah that's what you're called to do and uh it's ironic how our administration offered to basically evacuate them. And, uh, you know, it's no surprise. I mean, right now, even if the press is asking questions to our current uh, commander in chief, you know, he bails out as quick as he can. So, you know, it's, yeah, guys like us, uh, I mean, that's what we look at, the guys that lead from the front. Right, and and that's like the right thing right now. I'm like, is do we, 
is it possible? And I know, I know it really isn't, but is it possible for the world, right? The leaders of the world, is it possible for a hundred, 200,000 people from around the world to just end up at that point, like helping Russia or, I mean, helping Ukraine, you know, like, like this is, this is a fight of communism on democracy. That's what this is. Yeah. Not if you ask the Democrats. So, I mean, their idea of threat to democracy is (laughs) January 6th, but you know, it's, yeah, it's come to this point where Russia's got, you know, 150,000 plus troops surrounded and they've been just attacking. Do you see the Snake Island? Yeah. God, yeah. I love that. If you guys, if you guys aren't aware, Snake Island is a small island off the coast of Ukraine and there's 13 Ukrainian troops that were sitting on this, on this island with a Russian warship basically approaching. And they were just, they all, they, I think all they had was shells, right? Like they were just shelling them yeah. and they were shelling them and shelling them. And as, as the, as the warship got to a point where they knew that they were, they were toast, they turn on the loudspeaker and they just start yelling, go fuck yourself in Ukrainian to these Russians. Like go, they're going out on their shield, right? Like this is, this is what democracy is about is, is, this independent spirit fighting for their freedom. Yeah. And I think that's the best takeaway from this. I mean, yesterday I'm hearing stories about, you know, families that were going to be split, but they're not because the, you know, even the wives took up arms and, uh, you know, we hear so much on the mainstream media about the refugees, but what about the people that, you know, the, I don't know if you saw, I mean, I posted a story of the 81 year old guy, Goes in there with a little uh, suitcase with one, you know, two changes of clothes, you know, a toothbrush to make sure, you know, his teeth, his pearly whites are good. And and, uh, he's doing it for his grandkids. I mean, this is, yeah, it almost chokes you up a little bit. It does. Because the people there, I mean, they've been a war-torn country for years. They don't have a lot. I mean, you see, they have their coffee shops, they have their retail stores and whatnot, but... You know, these people aren't so distracted like we are in a society that, you know, when shit hits the fan, guess what? Everybody takes arms and they're staying there. They're they're not running. Yeah, so, and they're they're lining up around around the block waiting to get arms if they don't have them from the local police station. Like it's it's time. Like this is we've we've not really lived through this. Like it's been interesting because the wars that we've seen have kind of been like wars of idealism, right? Taiwan. Yeah. China trying to take Taiwan, but that never came to. It's gonna be next. So I, I mean, I feel like I, um, so I feel like there has to be something deeper to, to this. Like there is a there's a timing behind Putin deciding right now to do this. Yeah. And is it is it a smokescreen? Right. Like is it look over here and then China goes in. Yeah. There's something else going on, or is it because? Is it because Ukraine was was getting to a point that they were no longer going to be able f- for Russia to able to take them because they were becoming friendly with NATO and becoming more close allies with the rest of Europe? Or what what is it? What caused it to be this time right now? I mean, from Putin's side, I think that's probably the huge uh, um, that's probably the biggest point is that, yeah, they were getting close to NATO because if you know when this all started. He had threatened at anybody that intervened, particularly Finland and Sweden, because obviously, you know, they're flirting with NATO also. But NATO is not as strong as it was, you know, a year and a half ago because there's no leadership in there. Yeah. And there's no accountability of contribution in there as well either. So, you know, the everything points to a lot of root causes and a lot of root causes happen in January. So energy independence is a huge one. I mean, we. 
basically in January gave uh, Russia, you know, pretty much a, a huge paycheck. I mean, we're buying what five hundred and sixty-five thousand barrels a day from. Yeah, I mean, they run the pipeline that is keeping a lot of European countries, yeah, in energy. Yeah, <clears throat> and we were we were importing and we we're energy dependent. Uh, what a year ago, year plus ago. Yeah, and now, what? Just to appease a bunch of uh, what green lighters? Yeah, and and that's that's the interesting thing, right? Like, we can't necessarily take the energy that we're using and drop it. We have to create enough to be energy independent with the amount of energy that we're using until we can get the amount of energy that we're using to reduce. And that's like, that, that was their thing is like, we don't want to create the amount of energy that we're using. We don't want to, we don't want to create that independently. So we're going to get it from outside the country. Well, the thing is, is that all of a sudden creates security issues because then we're then we're reliant on that external energy. Yeah, you can create the amount of energy the, that your country needs while you're trying to reduce the amount of energy that your country needs. Right. Like it's 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 a budget. And right now yeah. we're only looking at the top end of the budget. We're only looking at create, you know, how do we how do we f- fill all of the needs that we have? Well. We can fill all the needs that we have here and try to reduce at the same time. Like that's 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 the fucked up thing that we're completely missing. Yeah. Well, or this administration is completely missing. This administration is like I mean, they're just kids. They're they're idiots. And the problem we have is we were in a plus situation. We were exporting oil too. So, you know, that was keeping all the costs down. We were energy independent. And we're not paying Russia, you know, this massive amounts of dollars. And that's the problem is that you got a power hungry uh, leader over there. And now you're basically funding this guy. I mean, it's it goes back to uh, the administration before Trump. You know, you got Obama sending cash over to the Iranians. And how's everything start? We need money to start everything. And uh, I think that's the biggest thing I think that upsets most of the sources I know is how this thing really got started. I mean, we had everybody at bay and you have to keep dictators at bay. I mean, there's, that's the only way to take care of a bully, right? And that's what, you know, the bully is doing right now is is pushing hard. He doesn't care how many people die on his end. I mean, I think if you interviewed, I mean, the word from the ground is a lot of these Russian soldiers, soldiers don't even want to, they look at the Ukrainians as kind of like their brothers. So they're firing on their own people. So, and there's a lot of relationships cross border. So what is this doing? I mean, you saw, I mean, what, 1,800 or 1,700 people that protested this all got arrested. Or I should say 1,700 got arrested. How many that were there protesting? Yeah, you got balls if you're protesting in Russia. Yeah. I mean, that is, that's not, that's not protesting in the United States. Protesting yeah. in the United States. Okay. You do something wrong. Maybe you're going to get a ticket, right? Or a fine or get, you know, get pepper sprayed. No, no, no. Like this is Russia. You, if you get caught protesting, you might disappear. Yeah, yeah. And tactically, it's still garbage again. I mean, every time it seems like the Soviets try to, you know, show their tactical superiority, it's like a big chaotic mess. Yeah. Do you see this ghost of Kiev? Yeah, dude. I don't. And and the thing is, is this might be this might be it might be false. It might be true. But if it's true, this is one independent, unknown, not affiliated person flying a MIG that shot down six Russian planes in the first day. Yeah. 
if that's yeah. true those are those are the uh, warrior stories that right those are awesome like on. and they who knows maybe it's not true i was talking to my brother no not my brother i was talking to, to chris this morning and uh he was like, yeah, talking about it. And he's like, I can't imagine like what the Trump tweets would be right now if 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 he was in office. Right. And I was like, oh, the first thing he would do is try to claim the ghost of Kiev as like an American soldier that we like secretly <laughs> sent over. Like, I'm not saying I'm not saying that it's an American, but nobody's saying that it's not an American. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Just the troll bait. Yeah. And, and that's an, that's the one thing. I mean, I got to respect about these Ukrainians is just how humble they are. And just the amount of cojones on all of them, just they're they're buckling down. They're holding them back. You know, they're I think they're in the hundreds right now for casualties. Uh, I forgot what the count was last night, but man, it's tough. And it's tough to watch them uh, drop their kids off. And, you know, the, the wives and kids are basically, you know, fleeing as refugees. Their homes are getting destroyed. And I don't know if you've seen the pictures, but I mean, every imagine if you had to leave your house and gather everything that you own that you can carry and that's it you know they got front backpacks tied to the front backpacks to the back kids have two backpacks this is everything you got and now you're told to leave your country yeah and and this is the first time that we've been through something like this where you can watch it nearly in real time on social media yeah like you can pull up tiktok feeds you can pull up some instagram feeds not so much with instagram and facebook because they're a little bit more buckled down but i mean you can watch this stuff you can watch people with their front camera on with you know bombs going over their shoulders and they're running yeah thanks to elon yeah <laughs> with right the, the starlink yeah yeah i mean starlink is pretty awesome like whether whether you want to you know it's it is a neural network or not a neural network it is a network of satellites that is providing internet via satellite internet around the world and the idea is that he gets this thing up to a point where it completely connects and it's far enough away that at all times you know your your network can see one this satellite this satellite can beam it to this satellite and then to this satellite and then to this satellite and then it can come back down and it's it's you know, if you figure the way that angles work and the way that that uh, that science works is that that gets to a certain point, the entire world can have Internet that is unregulated and unmanipulated by governments. Yeah. Until it is. I mean, <laughs> like, that's the weird thing, right? Like, until it is. Yeah. And I don't know. Question, but kudos to Alana on that one. Yeah. Right. So we got one up. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I think we just, we, we kind of had to touch on that. I mean, it's, it's one of the biggest news stories right now. And it is something that I would hope would never happen to us, but if it ever did, I would hope that we stood up the way that the Ukrainians are standing up. Yeah. Well, I would expect that because we are the, probably the most, I guess, armed, you know, citizen, uh, Right uh, now we population. are. Right now we are. What are you saying? I'm I'm not saying that that is the goal of the anti-gun community, but I'm saying that it could be a very negative outcome if the anti-gun community was able to get some of the things that it wants would be that we would not be able to stand up the way that we could right now. Exactly. Plus, how many generations are we away from losing excuse me, that interest? Right. Like if you think about just the difference in the average human being 
from 30 years ago to now, because this isn't a short game, right? China, Russia, like they're not playing short games. They're playing the long, playing the long game. China's been playing long game for a while. So if you can slowly deter the younger generations from being interested in the independence, the firearm community, the strength, the masculinity, all the things that keep our country safe, right? Like you come in, let's not argue right now. Let's argue 20 years ago. Yeah. You try to invade the United States 20 years ago. Good luck. Now we have more guns, but do we have more people that know how to use guns? That's no, that's arguable, yeah. right? That's a fair assessment. I mean, it's, yeah, I don't see kids that have a lot of interest in that or gun safety. I mean, if it's anything like that, it's video games. Yeah. But after this, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of a big argument for 2A right now. Yeah. So maybe we all have our own cyborgs that we can play from a game controller. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I know it's not ideal, but like. You're talking about like an iRobot environment where we all have our own uh, little uh, C3PO running around the uh, Yeah, house. that we're like, pro, we're like playing as a game. I mean, that's like, have you seen any of the, of the Boston robotics stuff? Because Google bought Boston oh, robotics, yeah. right? Have you yeah. seen some of the stuff they create? Oh, as far as uh, some of those robot tests? Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Like, you don't think about. When we think about robots as human beings, and maybe maybe not everybody, but like I think about, and we will get to the topic of the day. Hold on, just please hold. <laughs> Give me two more minutes. Um, when you when I think about robots, I my brain is not as malleable as someone who's in that community. So I think of robots as like humanistic humanoids, right? Like robot he, robot versions movies. of humans, right? What you've yeah. seen in the movies, the idea of. Of, you know, like you said, C-3PO, like that whole idea. And, well, that'd be cool if you created a human robot that could lift twice as much or five times as much as a human or whatever, right? But no, it's a totally different ballgame when you have the – when you have the the intelligence and the mechanics to go completely out of of the humanoid ideal, then all of a sudden you're creating things that move – not three times as fast as a human, but 50 times as fast as a human, right? Oh, yeah. And doesn't, you know, doesn't have, you know, the aiming capabilities of the best sniper. No, no, no. We're talking like 100 times better than the best sniper and <laughs> all this crazy shit. Like, yeah, now you're talking Star Wars kind of stuff here. But that, I mean, that's where it's going to end up. Right. I mean, it's a progression. Yeah. Obviously, scientific progression. Uh, if you want to see the closest example for us, uh, about an hour and a half south of here, there's a restaurant called Sushi Station. I don't know if I showed you that video. But no, not at all. I've never heard of this. So they got rid of the host. So there's no host anymore when you come in. The host is a robot. Shut up. So somebody... Uh, Where yeah, is one, this at? It's in uh, just before Schaumburg. So it's off the... Um, I think it's on Sutton Road. Oh, I'm going. Yeah. So it's on the way to Schaumburg. I can tell you, but just look up Sushi right, Station. Yeah, sushi Station. Got so it. Yeah, it's one of those restaurants you walk in and then the conveyor belt goes around and they put different sushi plates and you just grab the plates as you go, pay for whatever color plates they are. You know, in the end, it's like three bucks this plate, four bucks that plate. Okay. And, uh, you know, it's it's like an Asian-based 
I gotta go get sushi with you sometime. I don't know. My sushi is like <laughs> legit, like California rolls and tempura shrimp yeah, rolls. Yeah, you're gonna like, be kind of short on real that. sushi. That's like five percent of the uh, yeah, sushi yeah, yeah. that's in there. But the um, yeah, you walk in, they eliminated the host, and it's basically this like uh, looks like a R two D two with shelves on it because it looks like it's getting ready that it's also gonna deliver a special plate that you ordered, and it literally knows where to take you to what seats open, sits you down, and then uh, lets you go. I'll have to send you a video. I yeah. got it. It's just, it. it's wild the idea of what could be done if you were creating a specific thing. Like, right, because we're we're awesome and we've been bio, bioenge- not bioengineered, but we've evolved to do so many different things, right? Yeah. We, we've evolved to be able to run fast, but also run miles. And we've evolved to be strong, but also operate on the amount of energy that we can get. And we've evolved to be like this, this, balanced human that's able to do so many different things. But if you were talking about creating, you know, little robots that are specialized in specific things, oh, that means you get to get rid of all the other dead weight that has nothing to do with whatever that specific thing is that you're creating for. Yeah. That shit's scary. Yeah. And the thing is that AI can learn as you go. Well, we've talked about that before, right? Like the idea that once AI can program itself, Mm-hmm. It will do 10,000 years worth of evolution in the first like 16 months or something. Yeah. Because you're going to have to find John Connor and, uh, you know, stop this before he goes too far. Yeah. Or, yeah, it's going to happen. That's the, the weird thing. That's, going the singular- that's the singularity, right? Like it's going to happen at some point in time. How do you how do you program that so that it is the idea of what it wants because you're programming it. Whoever's programming it is is programming in what its goal yeah. is. So how do you program it as the even even let's get let's get even tighter and say that you are programming it for the best outcome for human beings possible right so that's what we're programming for how do you define what the best outcome for human beings possible is i don't know you go to you go like you or i and we're like all right i'm gonna have a cheat day i'm gonna go get some ice cream and your robot slaps the ice cream out of your hand it's like no ice cream for you yeah, that's right? true. Right? Like, because that's not what's best for you. But is it? It might be best for your mental health, but it's not best for your physical health. Yeah. Would it ever get to a point where a robot would logically think enough to exterminate human beings? That's that. that so my thought is, is Wouldn't that, that involve would be emotion? the idea, right? I don't think that would involve emotion. I think that would be a calculated. If it thinks that we're a pestilence. So I don't think it would. I don't think it would. If you programmed it to be the most positive outcome for human beings i don't think it would ever eradicate human beings but what it may do is it may get to a point where it decides that reproduction is too uh over the top right we're having too many babies so then it starts to reduce reproduction in a certain percentage of the population well that's all good if you look at that as an overall whole right like all right 10 percent of the ten percent of the population is not going to be be able to reproduce yeah but when you get down to the end of one like the one person like if you're the one person that they're like well you're the one out of 10 people in this country that doesn't get to reproduce then that you're done yeah you got that and uh you ever seen the movie minority report oh yeah yeah so austin if you let ai start to predict okay so and so is probably going to commit a crime or a felon or whatnot well we're just going to exterminate the felons right well now where are you drawing the line on that one yeah so that could end up being you know all of a sudden we got the terminator mixed with minority report and 
everything else. Oh I man, robot. so crazy. So, yeah, something to think about. All right, I digress. I digress. <laughs> Today's podcast. That rabbit hole. Today's podcast is about finding truth, truthful information, and truthful news. Yep. And how do you process that? Huh? Go ahead. Start us out. All right. Uh, I'm starting to hate Google, by the way. So I look up uh, critical thinking Google, and it gives me basically uh, Forbes definition, gives me all the you know left wing uh, media outlet definitions of what that is, right? And it's funny because it's actually true. I mean, it says critical thinking means seeking out new information, especially facts that might run contrary to what you believe, and being willing to change your mind. So. Yeah. That's coming from the left-wing media. Yeah. Well, and then that, that's a weird thing, too, is, and I have it in my notes further down, but since you opened it up with that, we might as well get to that right away. Yeah. Depending on how you search for something is going to depend on the type of information that you get, right? So if I search, where is, where, where's my, my note on this thing? So- if I use, let's use the COVID thing, right? Because we talk about this all the time and we talk about cloth masks, right? So if I search effectiveness of cloth masks, COVID-19, my search results, no matter what I use, and I don't use Google anymore unless I'm looking for specific things because Google is still by far the best if you are looking for uh, what, how, you know, if you're trying to figure out how to fix your Spotify, right? Like your Spotify oh, is broken yeah. and you're trying to figure out from forums what the best way is to fix your Spotify to make it so it works through your Bluetooth all the time, right? And yeah. and so we just did this this morning. My wife's Spotify was all jacked up. And every time you were on Bluetooth, it would like put the app to sleep and it would pause. So we had to fix that, right? Still use Google for that. Yeah. But otherwise, I use Brave. Okay, I, use I was going to ask you search, which one you... Yeah, I use Brave search engine. So get back to what I was saying. If you search effectiveness of cloth masks, COVID-19, you're going to get a certain amount of search results, right? If you search cloth masks don't work or cloth masks don't work for COVID-19, you're going to get a totally different opinion-based returns. And that's what you're going to get for your search engine. So if you do the first search effectiveness of cloth masks, you'll be able to read a lot of some shitty, some good, but this is what we're going to get into here. How do you yeah. disseminate the differences? And you can see cloth masks do have some effectiveness, but they're not super effective, right? And that's probably where the real answer is. It's not extreme. It's not they don't have any effectiveness and it's not they're going to save you. Right. The answer is somewhere in the middle. And depending on how you search these things, you have to be intelligent about your you have to have an unbiased search before you're going to get unbiased results. Right? Correct. Yeah. And ignore the top five things that pop up when you start typing in anything. Oh, I know. Because they are manipulating you with what they are giving you back to full, to fill in your search. Yeah. And as you're saying that, I remember, I think Rogan posted something last week about that. Well, he, so he had a great podcast. I don't remember which one it was. You would have to go back and figure out which one it was, but it was with a guy who his entire company does um, research on media manipulation. Oh, 
Yeah, um, I heard that one too. And that one was awesome. And that's where you could like that's where I heard about Brave. See. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And that's where I heard about Brave too. And then realized DuckDuckGo wasn't as So I, I get like I guess you guys probably listen to this. If you listen to us, you probably listen to Rogan. But um DuckDuckGo is a good browser, except for DuckDuckGo still uses Google's blacklists and Google's lists of sites that you can't go off of, which is the problem with like basically all browsers are still running a Google backbone. They're going through some sort of Google portal. They're going through some sort of Google filter before they're giving you your information. Whereas Brave does not run off of any Google backbone or any Google filters, which is is good. But Google got huge for a reason because it's an awesome search engine. Yeah. So if you're searching for like how to fix things or like something super specific, Google is still the best search engine. Yeah. And I've been, I've been ramping up on Brave. Um, for those of you that don't know the background on Brave, it's basically created by the guy that created Firefox. Correct? Yes. So yeah, it seems to be, I mean, from a programming side, really stable. Yeah. Uh, and he just keeps, you know, building and building and building it. So it's, I, so far I like it. Yeah. But just like you, if I need to fix something. Yeah. It's like Google has so many forks that. Yes. Unfortunately, yeah, I go to Google for some of those. I go to Safari for some of those. Yeah. So, but you can definitely tell the when you're searching something, what you're getting is, you know, yeah. is kind of steered. So what, what is bias? Should we, def- we should probably define bias first of all, because that's kind of going to be the, the, the underpinning of this. Like, yeah. cause we're looking for unbiased or we're trying to find unbiased information. What's the Webster's, uh, Miriam Webster's prejudice in favor of, or against one thing, person or group compared with another. So basically a bias is biased versus unbiased is in this context of what we're searching for is we're searching for news, news outlets, news stories, journalists, any sort of information that is as close to unbiased as you can get. And the bias, you got to realize bias is a scale. So you're not going to be biased versus unbiased. You're going to be extremely biased versus not so biased. That's kind of what we're going to find. Right. Right. And so in, in our a lot of what we're going to talk about is is idealism and ideological biases. So I don't even want to say political biases. I want to say ideological biases because you're going to have, let's say, a scale from conservatism to liberalism, not right left, but conservatism to liberalism. And you're going to be somewhere on that biased scale, dead center being unbiased at all, which yeah. is very rare. Yeah. And a preface this uh, talk a little bit late. Um you know, this is a question that I get a lot, and I'm not sure. Maybe it's because I'm an independent. Is people will ask me, okay, well, what news sources do you use? Where do you get your information from? And that's you know what I'm basing this on, and hopefully that helps some of our listeners here to kind of walk through that process instead of you know just flipping on the news and just digesting every little thing that you're hearing. Um, because it's interesting, like the talk we had when you you know just got here this morning was. Uh, um, what were we talking about again? Just about uh, how we intake information. Yeah. Was that mass? Uh, I don't want to say mass psychosis was the first thing that popped in my head, but. Yeah, no, that wasn't it. I can't even remember what it was. But anyway. Yeah. Screw that one. Yeah, That's yeah, my yeah. train of thought here. Yeah. So, scratch. Scratch that. <laughs> but, you know, I don't know what to tell people other than, you know, I go through a lot of different sources and you have to, you know, apply that critical thinking and you have to come to the point where you're, you don't have that bias. You know, we all have a certain you know, bias. There's always going to be an you underlying know? bias. That's, that's the thing. And 
you know, one thing is, is there's a lot of things to define here, not necessarily before, but as we're, as we're breaking this down and an echo chamber is one thing we need to define. Yeah. And a lot of people have a problem with creating their own echo chamber, right? Because we have an emotional reaction to information. We do. It's impossible to not Mm -hmm. have an emotional reaction to information. Um, We evolved over a few hundred thousand years of information that we get coming in, determining the safety of us and our family, right? So in the last mm, 50, really the last 25 years, the amount of information that we have coming in is 10,000 times more than we've ever dealt with a hundred thousand times more than we've ever dealt with. I don't even know what the real number would be, but it's so we're constantly having to process information. Whereas, you know, when we lived in caves and, and there was Dunbar's number, right? Like we we were in tribes of like 140 people is the max that they ever saw tribes on average. And then when it got bigger than that, it would split up because that's the most amount of people that you can kind of, your brain is able to kind of register their personalities and kind of work with their personalities about 140 so tribes tribes, yeah i'm just counting how many times how many episodes we get tribes in every time tribes (laughs) covid19 i I, I can't even think of anything else we talk about as much Um, but so the thing is is we would maybe deal with life changing information a few times a day and we would process that information and see all right you know um, so-and-so saw a group, a band of, you know, whatever monkeys going over the hill and we are like, all right, is that going to be a problem? Well, they're these small monkeys. We don't really have to worry about them. They could mean food, right? So we would process this now, all of a sudden, like every time you open your phone, you're dealing with this amount of information. So what hundred, 200, 300 times a day, oh, yeah. you're dealing with this type of information. So we make this emotional connection to the information and when we make an emotional connection to the information, when it's something that we don't like, we have a negative emotion. And because we are not necessarily scared of negative emotions, but we try to push negative emotions away because negative is bad, right? We all of a sudden will stop looking at that news source that gives us negative feelings, or we'll stop reading tweets from that person who gives us negative emotions. We yeah. will stop looking at the pictures that the one friend sends us because they're a little bit on the liberal side and it gives us a negative information, right? And slowly over time, we create this echo chamber, which is anything that we believe in is just constantly being thrown back at us because we've completely gotten rid of all of the negative information that comes towards us. And it's not necessarily negative. Like a lot of this stuff is is not negative or positive, but it gives us negative emotion because we don't agree with it. And so we create an echo chamber. And the worst thing with an echo chamber is you're legitimately just being told everything that you want. want you're hear, never, yeah. you're never questioning your own thoughts. Oh, exactly. You're like, Oh, I'm, I'm right. You know, the average, I think 90% of people questioned think that their intelligence is above average. Oh, 90% of people questioned thinks that they're they're more intelligent than the average human. That number doesn't work out. Average would be the the mean, right? The 50% right. line. 90 that means 40% of those people are completely full of shit. Yeah. And that's based on, based on what? That was, they did a bunch of college studies. College professors, 94%. They're even worse than the, they're they're even worse than the average person with yeah. their own ideal of their own intellect. But you oh. got to think like 
that right there, just that simple fact, 90% of people think that they are smarter than the average human. That means that you are looking at your echo chamber. You're thinking that it's right because it is telling you what you want to hear. Yeah. And then you're making emotional decisions off of that echo chamber. Yep. You need to get out of your comfort zone. You need to, like you said in your definition of critical thinking, you need to be able to read something from a zero or close to zero emotional bias and then process the information. Yeah. So how do we, when we're reading something that we don't agree with, how do we figure it out if it's bullshit? Well, I mean, first of all, you have to expose yourself to all the contrary opinions and contrary, you know. Oh, that hurts. News sources, that too. That hurts. It does hurt. But I found out years ago, I mean, when I was traveling, uh, I was traveling easily once a week. And when you're sitting in airports, when you're sitting in public spaces, I mean, what dominated the uh, the TVs? CNN. Yeah. Every time you're in an airport, CNN was in there. Um, I'm an independent so, you know, I'm being fed CNN. So when I would get to the hotel, you know, I would put on Fox News and, you know, and compare the two. And sometimes it was so drastically horrible and drastically different that, you know, you had to find some truth in the middle. You know, we talk about that a lot, right? Yep. In the middle, in that little uh, gray area that somewhere in that's there, where there's, most of the that's truth where is. the truth is. And I think that helped a lot. And I was just forced exposed to it, you know. I mean, I don't like Rachel Maddow. I think she's a complete moron, but sometimes I was forced to, uh, that was what was on the TV at the time. But instead of getting, you know, butthurt about it, I just, you listen and you parse through some of the BS compared to some of the, you know, the other news. And then you start looking for, okay, well, other independent, you know, news stations out there or, you know, news sources out there that I can look at and, uh, and just do a little bit of research myself. And that's, you know, that's how I've done it. And it just scares me. The people that ask me that question are people, uh, you know, for one, I, w- I won't mention his name, but, you know, he, he thinks CNN is gospel truth. Right. And he thinks Fox News, everything they say is a lie. And I ask him, well, OK, how much do you watch Fox News? Well, I don't watch them because everything's a lie. Well, then how do you know everything's a lie? And I get that a lot. It's either one side or the other. It's yep. kind of what we talk about. It. They create their own echo chamber and they stay in it. Yep. And then they wonder why their thoughts, you know, when it comes time to voting, they, you know, they're so uninformed. They're just parroting what they've been told in that echo chamber and they just keep, you know, regurgitating that crap. I came across this awesome resource and I'm going to, I'm going to link it in the, in the, in the podcast notes so that everybody can, can use it. But it is mediabiasfactcheck.com. And so this mediabiasfactcheck.com has, I mean, from the smallest local news to the biggest, you know, CNN, Fox, MSNBC, and it, and it grades them on a scale of bias. And then it has a full list of the least biased. Really? So I started going, it's awesome. It's an awesome resource. And so I started going through that list of least bias. And a lot of them are smaller local stations, but a lot of them are specific. Best specific to certain things, right? So like one of them that I was looking at earlier today was like border borderpatrol.com or border yeah. bordernews.com or something so what like was that. What's the main site? Uh media bias factcheck.com. And so I was able to start to look at specific news sources that were at 
the the root of what I was trying to figure out, right? So this this bordernews.com or whatever it was, I would have to look it up again to be able to tell you which one it was, was um gave me like the most detailed information, but these were not biased or opinionated news stories, most of them. They were fact-based in, you know, this certain area called the Yuma Gap is where we were seeing 6,000 people come across and they would immediately sit when they got onto the American side and ask for political asylum. Right. Mm. And now we're down to about a thousand, but it's still, it's still straining. And this is all information that is coming from this one source. So if I want to then find sources on, um, what, uh, a big change that the government is trying to going to do on climate change, right. Then I can try to look for some more weather climate based unbiased news sources and it's a it's a really good resource yeah i was just uh taking a look at it trying to see who's uh advertising on there too pull up cnn it's uh, like it, it's on the far bias fox news is on the far bias like they're they're hitting them on the head like they they've got a lot of them like very much figured out so they're calling cnn far bias or uh, fox news far bias yeah they're kind of fox news is far bias right cnn far bias left oh, oh yeah some of the least bias was like c-span Foreign Policy and Financial Times. Those are some that I wrote down that were least biased. How about Al Jazeera? Uh, I don't didn't see Al Jazeera. <laughs> you know what's funny is with the Ooh, with, left. With, with all this Russian stuff going on, I used to use RT. Really? Yeah. You ever use RT? No. So Russia Today, actually a realistically good news source for anything that doesn't involve Russia. Oh, like wow. if it involves Russia, clearly there's a bias. But anything that doesn't involve Russia, it was actually a pretty good one. And now I see that like uh, Anonymous just pulled down RT, like they crashed RT site. Oh, I think, really? yeah, with all this stuff going on because it was becoming propaganda, propagandistic. Is that a word? Oh, really? So Anonymous yeah. took him down. Apparently, that I did not fact check that. So hold up on spouting that to anybody. But well, I know Anonymous took down a bunch of crap in Russia, but yeah, you know, they got it back up. But wow, yeah, I mean, huh. Check that out. So mediabiasfactcheck.com. Another another thing that I want to really put out there as an important distinction is you motherfuckers need to read articles. You cannot just read the The headlines headlines. and then tell (laughs) me something about it or forward it or in the middle of a conversation, you're like, yeah, I saw yesterday that this and this happened. Yeah. Right? Because we're, we live in the time of clickbait. Like you have to realize that all of these, all of these businesses are for profit. These yeah. are not nonprofit organizations. And if they're for profit, that means that they need people to read their articles. Yeah. And if you just put a really bland title on an article, nobody's going to read it. Yeah. So read the article because so many times I see a clickbait title and then I read the article and it does, it's not even in line with what they said. Yes. I totally understand that. I mean, you know, I'll be honest. I mean, there's some guys that I follow that I really like their post. I mean, uh, Dan Bongino is a guy that, you know, has a good history. I mean, the guy's been in national security, um, very outspoken, has his own. I think he's, uh, I forgot what his show is, but he's on Fox now as well. But his posts sometimes are, you know, the headline is the grabber. Yeah. And that frustrates me because, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes I'll click on it and be like, oh, this is nothing to do with the headline. But we have to because we live in an an information age, like not not information age, an attention age. Like the whole the whole goal is to keep attention. 
It's it's attention, right? Like I need we need to keep people's attention with this podcast. If they if they we don't keep their attention, they don't listen. If they don't listen, this makes no sense to do every day or every week. Yeah. Right? Like we live in an attention age. So I I understand the clickbait. But you have to be smart enough to understand that there's gonna be clickbait titles. You have to read the article. Yeah. Once you start reading the articles, you need to be able to separate op-eds, right? Opinion, op-ed versus fact-based news. Yeah. Because most, even, even biased news sources will have a news article and then op-eds based on the news, right? And the op-ed is where you start to hear, and this is where, this is one way that you can start to disseminate the bullshit from the real is when you start to get more opinion words in an article, we think probably it's likely stuff like that, right? Like when you can start to pull out opinions, when you're reading something and it's not fact, it's not, this is what's happening. There's this many troops. Um, this is the climate change that we've seen over the past hundred years. You know, when they start to say it's likely that we will see this over the next 25 years. Well, that's an opinion. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's, I think where journalism and opinion op-eds are. Yes. Getting really blurry. Yes. And another way to spot propagandic news stories are no sources, right? When you get to the bottom of, of something that starts to, claim it's quoting science, but there's no sources for that science. Yeah. Bullshit. Doesn't yeah. necessarily mean it's bullshit, but it means that basically you can't trust it. It might be real, but it also might not be. Hey, Fauci is a science dude. Yeah. Um, he is science. More than likely, real news is not overly negative or overly positive. Right. Right. Yeah, that's so when what you read something that's overly negative or overly positive, you might as well read it, be reading like Babylon B or The Onion or SOCOM News. Oh, that's really extreme. I mean, that's satire, right? Like yeah. we understand that that's satire. Some people don't. I know. That's the I've problem. I've experienced that and it's just hilarious because <laughs> I, I, I love the Babylon B. I know. It's so they're funny. They're awesome and they're really hitting it hard right now. SOCOM News is a good one too if you don't follow them. SOCOM news is funny. Um, they had, they had oh, a post. Soft rep. Okay. They had a they had a post today that was like uh, Brian. What was the guy that that claimed to be in the helicopter crash in Afghanistan? What was his name? Brian Gumble. It was was it Brian Gumble? No, it wasn't Brian Gumble. Journalism. Yeah, Journalist? yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. You ready? Yeah. So all right, here I pulled it up Brian Williams. That's who it was. So Brian Williams um, told a story. Back in 2003, I believe that the helicopter he was riding in was forced down by enemy fire and it was false. He wasn't fired on. So this is all found out to be bullshit. So then SOCOM News had a story today. Uh, Alert. Brian Williams shot down in Ukrainian helicopter. (laughs) (laughs) Just like. And so that's that's just funny. Right. But that's all satire. You know, and so you have to understand that that satire is literally it's so extreme that it's it's meant to be funny. Yeah, but when Hillary Clinton got, you know... Can we get, like, a satire... Under sniper fire? Can we get, like, a satire <laughs> logo on the bottom of all news stories that are satire? Not for you and I, because you and I and most people can read these and be like, oh, no, it's the Babylon Bee. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. But, like, people will send them to you. Like, did you see this? And like, yeah. yeah, did you know where it's from? I know. Oh, I've gotten that a couple times, but I still remember, yeah, the first time I posted or reposted a Babylon B with the Babylon B logo on yeah. it. I had some uh, yeah, people DM uh, 
just living. This is, you're posting false information on those shit, Sherlock. Right? Oh this is I, this is funny. You never told a joke before, yeah. right? Like, come on. Yeah, you can't believe this is real. I'm like, yeah, it's not real. Duh. I'm not an idiot. Um, hey, just checked a 1440 newsletter. So that's one of the new ones that came out that claims it just wants to report the news. Okay. And uh, that actually is uh, least bias. Good. It's high in factual reporting. Uh, Good. According to your media bias factcheck.com. And it's fairly new. So I think the way that they do a lot yeah. of that bias is, is they go off of how much fact checking has been done and shit has been found false. That's all. That has a lot to do with it. Oh, yeah. So um, hopefully they stay unbiased, right? Yeah. I should check a uh, news center because I have a list. I mean, I try to find the most in- independent news sources, but a lot of times it doesn't turn out that way. Yeah. Um, new center looks like that's uh not even on here yet. Oh, but anything medical, PubMed, anything that you're looking for medical, and in, 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 if you're going to read a PubMed article, you have to you have to take a second. You're not going to be able to read it and and just get it immediately because yeah. a lot of those articles. You might have to search a few articles to find what you're looking for specifically, and you're going to have to be able to understand a little bit of the conclusion because a lot of it's it's very science based. But after trying a little bit, you're going to start to understand it and you're going to be able to pull up things on PubMed that you are you are now using the information that these journalists are using to write op ads. So you have gone directly to the source when you start to be able to understand PubMed and PubMed's all medical stuff. So you can't you can't use that for political or anything like that. But. Yeah. And it's important too. I mean, get some sources from outside of the country. Yeah. Um, you know, one I find entertaining, I don't know why, is Sky News Australia. Okay. You ever uh No, never checked it out. It's just uh yeah, I mean it's journalism, but you know, sometimes they get into their own personal opinions. Aussies are crazy. Yeah, they are crazy. Um I wanna check what it what it says here. Oh, Sky News Ooh, has more of a right bias. Ah, see? But Sky News UK, which sometimes I watch, is least biased. Oh, that's good. Wow. So, yeah, there's a lot out there other than just what you're turning on the TV to check. I mean, you know, I don't know what you think. OAN is pretty far right. Um, Newsmax, I think, is right. Newsmax is pretty far right. Yeah, I believe so. Uh, I mean, Daily Wire is right. I mean, they, they claim to be right. But I just find that when, I don't know, Ben Shapiro is a different dude. Yeah. I don't know. He's an independent thinker. Yeah. He's very much an independent thinker. Like he is. He'll call it out as it is. Yep. Yep. Which I have to, I, I respect the shit out of that. Yeah. And, um, you know, one, I mean, let's get into the, the commentators. I mean, uh, do you follow Tim pool? No. So Tim pool was, uh, I think it was far left. And then as he started, you know, doing more critical thinking, now he's more kind of a right center, you know, kind of like Rogan. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. Rogan, even I mean, a couple of weeks ago, I said, I mean, he, he's a liberal. He he is. He's a he's a classical. He's a classic liberal. Right. Like he's a he's almost almost libertarian with um, a little bit stronger views on um, foreign policy and stuff yeah. like that. Like that's basically where he is. Yeah. He's not far right. Like, yeah, he, I don't he, think he's even right at all, really. So he, there's a, there's some things that he's right on. Right. Like, uh not far right, but he's a little bit further right on, on two way stuff and on independence and, and some sort of, you know, some, he's not, he's social, extremely socially liberal, right? Do whatever you want, whenever you want, as long as it doesn't affect me, which is, I mean, I, that's, I fall in line with a lot of those guys. Yeah. I do. Like, I don't care. Yeah. 
And uh, I don't know if you ever watched Bill Maher. Yep. So Bill Maher, I mean, I don't agree with a lot of his stuff. Yeah. Especially, you know, when he was on uh, uh, mainstream TV. But now that he's got his own special, I forgot was on HBO or something. Yeah. Um, he's starting to open up a lot. And a lot of the what common sense stuff that he drives is pretty, it's pretty spot on. But I mean, I'll listen to him even even back then when he was, you know, suffering from TDS. Yeah. Um, You know, John Stewart, probably a guy that has had, you know, I don't like him, but I'll still listen to him. I mean, he's done a lot of good work for a guy that I, you know, mostly disagree with, Uh, you know, stuff he did for 9-11. Yeah. Those survivors and. You know, the some of the BS he did with, um, what's that guy, that late night show guy is a moron. Guy with the glasses, skinny dude. Stephen Colbert. Colbert, there you go. Or they did the, uh, oh, the Wuhan lab leak, you know, yeah. like a year and a half later. Yeah, yeah. Make, I think that was staged. Yeah. Making a ton of fun of it. Yeah, that's my yeah. opinion on that. But I think, you know, they're just tools to help walk back yeah. any issues that the, the left has had. Well, and that's funny because, you know, we were talking about this the other day, but a lot of the stuff that was um, almost comedically satire or considered, you know, fake news or tinfoil hat is like now they're starting to. It's almost like a lot of the a lot of the higher ups in the government agencies are like, oh, we need to try to save some credibility. So, like, maybe we should start talking about natural immunity, like just kind of mention it a little bit yeah. so that people will start to maybe trust us again. Right. Like, yeah. they're almost like they're like, well, all right, let's talk about this a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Now they're backing off the uh, COVID a little bit here. So, yep. um, yeah, you ever listen to uh, Hodge Twins? <laughs> yeah, they're funny. I don't know what you call them. I don't know if it's, if it's comedy, but. I get a lot of information. <laughs> comedic, comedic take on real issues, I guess. Right. Like it's entertainment. It is entertainment, but it's entertainment news. Right. I guess you'd call it that. Entertainment yeah. news. That's what I would call it. Now that I think about it. Yeah. Like kind of yeah, unfiltered. Yep. Yep. Unscripted. Yeah. I think it's pretty good, but. I uh, think, you know, one thing that we need to, one thing we really need to focus on here is that 50 years ago, we were spoon fed whatever the five major news networks wanted to tell us or three major news yeah. network wanted to tell us, That's right? All there was. That's all there was. You were, you, you, you got some news, you could get a newspaper or you could listen to the news on the radio or watch the news on TV, but it was mostly from the same people. And, and so now we have the freedom to find whatever information we want to find. But here's where, here's where our country especially is having a big problem with the freedom that comes with the internet yeah. Is with freedom comes responsibility. Starting to sound like Spider Man. I mean, it's true though. True, yes. Right? With freedom comes responsibility. And the freedom to be able to find whatever whatever you want to find out there comes with the responsibility of being able to teach yourself to spot some BS before you share it. Because we talked a little bit before. I think that's what you're talking about. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. The ego, right? Is I think that there's, there's some ego play that goes on because if I see something extreme, right. And I don't vet the information and I send it out or I post it. And then that post goes viral. That hits all of my positive brain chemicals and it makes me feel good. And it boosts my ego a little bit. And it's like a big deal. So then that is a negative pattern of then posting more bullshit 
to get more ego play, right? And I don't, I'm not doing it on purpose. I'm not trying to spread misinformation. I'm not trying to spread fake news or I'm not trying to spread BS, right? But I'm maybe definitely not looking into stuff as much as I should before I post it. And that's the responsibility we have. We have the responsibility of reading the article before we take a screenshot of it and post it on our social media or fact checking some of the stuff or seeing where it's from before we send it out to 10 friends. Yeah, like we have that responsibility. And if you don't, you, with the freedom comes the responsibility. You don't just get to ignore the responsibility because everybody has the freedom now. Yeah. But you can't just blindly trust Google no. at this point because, uh, you know, even this morning I Googled, Googled um, what's the most least biased, uh, you know, news sources, right? And this is the list they gave me the top or top few CNN, MSNBC, Washington Post, Wall Street Journal. New York Times, USA Today. The only one I would ever even possibly agree with on there is Wall Street Journal, but Wall Street Journal leans right in their op-eds, but their fact-based news is very center. But their op-eds lean right. right. Everything that's an opinion, they're journalists. They have right-leaning journalists. So I wouldn't even depending agree with on, that. Yeah, depending on the subject, I guess. Yeah. I wouldn't even agree with that. Those are all bullshit. Yeah. So... And USA Today used to be the paper that you go to a hotel. Yeah. That's what you woke up to every single morning. Yeah. Uh, they dumped in front of your door. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you got to be careful. And maybe that's something that, you know, like you talked about that Rogan podcast where they discussed, uh, you know, browsers. Yep. And uh, there's so many people out there that only know Google. Yeah. And they think, well, now I can just Google everything. Yeah. So how, how do you mitigate that? that's tough, man. I mean, people are going to have to start. People are going to have to start figuring out that and they're going to have to start being skeptical of everything. Right. We talk about that with critical thinking like and I I hate it. I hate that I am. But, man, I'm skeptical of basically everything that I read, whether it agrees with me or not. I'm skeptical of it. And I try to figure out what the base is of it. You know? Yeah. Am I great at it? No, I'm not perfect at it, but I try. Yeah. I mean, everything in life, I mean, you're going to have to apply critical thinking to. I mean, even what I do, you know, I've been uh, having to learn, educate myself and educate myself on what's going on in the supply chain world. So there's rags for supply chain, right? And well, now everything's digital rags, but um, even then some of it is biased. Rags is lingo for media, media news sources. Yes. Sorry about that. Yeah, it's all right. um, I'm pretty sure most people got it, but I wanted to specify for them. (laughs) Clear it up. Yeah. So, you know, being down at the ports, I saw one thing, but then all of a sudden I get a, you know, update from uh, one of the supply chain sources and it completely says the opposite. Well, why? Yeah. For what gain is that? Yeah. But, you know, it does lean politically. Yep. So, yeah, it's, I don't know, something uh, hopefully our listeners going to take away from this. And We can't uh, end today's podcast without talking about troll farms. Oh, that's right. Troll uh, farms. Talk about that, man. So I sent Martin an article this morning. Um, in 2020 or 2019, 19 of the top 20 Christian Facebook pages were operated by Eastern European or Russian troll farms. <laughs> and this is not picking on Christians. This is not a Christian thing only. It is any sort of infl- I'm sure. I'm not sure. I would guess that this is any sort of inflammatory 
um, social media page, right? Whether it's that or whether it's on the right and it's, you know, the typical liberal or it is on the left and it's, you know, roasting conservatives or whatever it is. The whole idea. And in 2014, like is when this started to show up in the Russian defense systems budget, it started to actually show up for them paying troll farms. And the whole idea is to take, to take the, 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 the little, the little coals that are out there, the little embers that are out there of disagreement yeah. in Western world countries, in de- demo- democratic countries, and to poke those flames and to fan them and to fan them and to divide people and to make people pissed off at each other and to make people hate each other and hate more and hate more and hate more. And that's 2014. So we're eight years into now, you know, that was a million here, a million there yeah. in 2014. How much is it now? Yeah. Well, I'll add that with uh, how the administration's, uh, you know. And you think Russia's like, uh, the only one spending that much money? Guarantee China's doing it too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think everybody pictures World War III. I think I was talking to my son last night about that. Is it's just going to be this Red Dawn conventional war. No, no it's not. It's not going to have anything to do with real war. No, you're going to sway the intellect of the populace. Yeah. And that's the way that you control them. Yep. So, yeah, cyber attacks is next on that list. Cyber attacks. I was talking to my brother yesterday. How much how much cash can you get your hands on right now? Like if you had like if I said, Martin, I need, you know, you it's Sunday. You can't go to the bank. You can't go to let's say you can't go to an ATM. What do you got yeah. for cash? A few thousand bucks. Yeah. You know, right. I mean, you can Venmo a limited amount. Yep. You can withdraw a limited amount out of the but ATM. That's all digital. Yeah. What happens when all of that digital? That's what I'm saying. What happens when all that digital is shut off? Your retirement. My retirement's a big fucking chunk of money. Yeah. What happens when I can't, when I have no more access to that? Is my crypto affected? So in theory. It's independent, right? It's independent. It wouldn't be, but it's just as likely. It's still accessed digitally, so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean. All of a sudden, you're you're shut off. Yeah. And the thing I'm surprised is uh, last week, one of the issues I had to deal with uh, work-wise and supply, ch- supply chain community is one of the big uh, expediters or um, brokers for brokering containers overseas, they're literally called Expediter International and they just got cyber attacks. So their systems have been down since last Thursday. Yep. And um, which means there's no visibility on containers coming across. Uh, There's no way to manage them as they get here. So it's a huge uh, problem in the supply chain. Is it, are they actually still fulfilling? Are they still loading ships? Uh, They can't right now because there's no system. We had that happen. We had that happen last year. Um, One of our big suppliers got hacked. Their system got taken hostage and they were not able to send us any product for weeks at a time because they couldn't. Yeah. And that's the problem we got now. As far as I checked even up to yesterday and there's no update. They're still down. So, yeah. So we have containers that right now are in the dark. No idea where they're at. No clue. So can't get them in. Don't know where they're at. What do you do? So, yeah, I mean, don't think of World War Three or any war as it's just going to be, you know, some red. It's dawn. not going to look like Russia and Ukraine. Yeah. This all has been a long, long game. Yeah. Yep. Psyops programming of populations. Yeah. It, it, troll farms. Right. Because how else to what's the best way to um, what's the best way to take down a country from the inside? Yep. Got it from the inside out. Got it from the inside. Make everyone hate everyone else. Yeah. So remember that as the uh, 2022 uh, midterms coming up here. Right. <laughs> Let me throw that in there. 
All right, I think that's a wrap. All right, man. <laughs>